Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello on the Daily Family. Uh, This is Danielle, your host. I'm so glad you're here. This episode I've been pumped about since I started this podcast. And even before I asked her to do it, I just knew that I really wanted this next guest on the podcast. Her name is Lindsay Simsek, and she is one half of the Almost 30 podcast, which if you are a podcast listener, you've definitely heard of Almost 30. They're one of the top podcasts in the world right now. They also, for like wellness and healing and all the things, they've had over 30 million downloads. And I've known Lindsay for the better part of a decade back from the beginning of the Soul Cycle days. And this episode is just a really special one. We talk about building a business. We talk about what, you know, having your life very public can look like in different, you know, in different spaces, whether it be on Instagram or on the podcast. Obviously, she is the host of a podcast where they shared their personal stories and they grew by doing this podcast, which is what I do on this podcast. So it was just really interesting to hear her just talk about, you know, going from filming you know, recording for her podcast at the beginning in a closet in Venice to where it is today and how her life has changed and where it's gone. And um, I just, I have so much love for Lindsay Simsek. And I just know you're going to love this episode if you're an entrepreneur, if you're into, um, you know, if you're in a, in a self reflection journey, uh, you know, if you haven't had your return of Saturn, if you're, you know, in that space of turning 30 soon, this is definitely the episode for you. And I'm just so excited for you to hear it. If Lindsay brought you to this podcast, welcome to On The Daily. All of our episodes are, uh, they stand alone. So you can pick anyone, you can dive in, just pick a topic that you like. If you uh, are coming back, welcome back. I'm so glad that you are continuing to listen and that you're loving what you're hearing. If you are wanting to share this episode with others, I would be so grateful. Just listen to it, send it to someone who needs it. And uh, I can't wait for you to hear Miss Simsick on this podcast. Okay, I want to take a little break to tell you about something that I think you might be interested in. I am a SoulCycle instructor, as you know, and SoulCycle launched um, an at-home bike uh, through Varus, which is an online fitness platform that has things from boxing with Rumble. We have Equinox on there with some HIIT training. There's Headstrong for meditation. There's Pure Yoga and SoulCycle. Uh, We have a bike that you can put in your home that has a screen attached to it. And if that sounds like something that is up your alley, I highly, highly recommend this bike. Obviously, I am super biased because I am an instructor. But if you are interested, I have a discount code for you. It's for $250 off the bike. And you can find that discount code as a link in our show notes of this episode, as well as all of the information about the discount itself. But if you have been wanting to plunge into the world of at home indoor cycling. This is a good one. I think I'm biased, but I can't say enough about it. And I think you're going to love it. So go click the link, see what it's all about. And uh, let's get into this episode. 
This episode is brought to you by the Upstarter Pods Network. Obviously, it takes a village to create a podcast. And if you have a podcast or if you are looking to start a podcast, maybe you just need some coaching and some advice, go check them out. Email chase at upstarterpods.com or you can slide into their DMs at upstarterpods on Instagram. Get your questions answered. Let them know I sent you. Hello, fam. Lindsay Simsick. Hi. Hi. Oh, man. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. I feel like this has been such a long time coming. I mean, you're, you are part of the reason why I started this podcast in the first place. So this feels like a big, uh, full circle moment for me. Oh, well, how you doing? Thank you. I feel like, I feel like you took a 10th of the time that it took me to get off the ground with almost 30 and it's just so impressive and a testament to just who you are and how you do things. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of wild for me too. I feel like, you know, we found each other during a time, a really beautiful season of our lives um, when we found Soul Cycle and all the things. And I just, it's always fun to like kind of dip my toes back into that where I'm like, oh man, that, that season was so formative and beautiful. Yeah. I mean, a long time ago now. A long time. <laughs> like a long time ago now. Um, so I start every episode with a clearing. So anything that you need to clear, anything that's on your mind, you want to get off your mind before we jump in? Mm, I love that. Thank you for that offering. I, yeah, I would just love to, um, to clear the need to have the answers and fix things. I have some family stuff going on where I feel like my mama bear kicks in and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's what's needed right now. So just Mm. kind of clearing that need to be what people need. (laughs) I mean, same, I'll clear the same. Like, I Mm. feel like I, I've been going through such weird up and down seasons since my dad passed where like, I clear the need to be what everyone else needs me to be all the time. And like today is my dog's birthday and she would have been 13. And like, she died the day after or the exactly a month to the day that my dad died, like a month after. And so like this morning, my son, I was like, I may strangle you today, Owen. Like today may be the day that I like go entertain yourself because I'm not doing it. So yeah, yeah clearing just like wow. the need to be what everybody always needs us to be, you know? Amen. Yeah. So uh, for anybody listening to this, I met Lynn's at Soul Cycle Instructor Training many, many moons ago. And then a couple years after, it felt probably a couple years, right? Is when Almost yeah. 30 kind of became a thing. You moved out to LA, right? Yes. I, time I, I started Soul Cycle. Yeah, I know. I'm like trying to think. I'm like, what year is it? Excuse me. It was eight years um, ago it, for Soul. Really? Right? Yeah. Holy moly. I, okay. So, I, I believe I was, I started soul in 2014. You, you started, you started with the company before me, but I think we were in training around 2014. Seven years ago. Yes. I mean, yes. still, that's a long time. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Long time. And, um, yeah, I mean, 
SoulCycle found me. I found SoulCycle during a time when I was living in New York and I was just trying to survive, to be honest, you know, like just trying to make rent every month. I was working three different bartending jobs. I was fit modeling on the side. I was doing all these kind of, yeah, just like side gigs, and which I knew I always had to do if I wanted to be an actress, which I wanted to be at the time. And, um, Soul Cycle was the thing that would wake me up in the morning because I would be working until 4 a.m., but would have to get up to prepare for whatever auditions I had. And so it was a way for me to get into my body and just like feel really, really good and inspired. Um, there were some days when I had to choose between taking a Soul Cycle class and would I be able to like get myself a dinner later that night? Um, and I would choose Soul, LOL, but you know, it was really important to me. And um, anyway, eventually, uh, Maria and Noah, who were like my soul mom and dad back in the day, they encouraged me to audition. Yeah. And so I resisted. I was like, I don't have time. I don't know. No, I don't think so. And they finally said, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what like the worst thing that could happen is in this scenario, but I don't think it's that bad. So why don't you just try? And so I did and I made it. And, you know, we, we entered training together 10 weeks of like five days a week, if not more with, with practice and all. And, um, it changed my life. You know, I really felt, I felt like I stepped into some sort of leadership when, mm-hmm. when I started soul, like I was like, oh, this is tapping into my inner leader <laughs> yeah, um, more than just like my inner performer, which like I've always, and you, you as well, like have, have been tapping into it for a long time. And then three months after becoming an instructor, they offered to have me open Newport beach, the studio in Newport. And so I said, yes, I moved out to LA and I was out there for quite some time. And yes, yeah, that's where, and that's where you met Krista, pod, right? About a year in. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. we met through, we met through soul cycle. So, you know, that's what I, I talk to people a lot about like the season of life that they're in and oftentimes they want to rush out of it. How do I get out of it? How do I get onto the next level of my life, um, next season? And, you know, I look back on the soul cycle season, I'm like, wow, that like, it was so fruitful and not just for the fact that like I got to have an amazing job, amazing job. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. I met Krista, I met incredible fellow instructors who are still my dear friends to this day. I met riders who support me beyond just soul cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and yes, so I met Krista and we just met during this intersection in our lives where we were transitioning from our twenties to our thirties, like just full of doubt and fear. And like, we should, felt like we should know more, but we didn't. And just found a lot of healing in our relationship, new relationship and our conversations. And so, yeah, she just came to me one day. She's like, do you think we can start a podcast based on our conversations? I feel like we couldn't be the only ones having these conversations or feeling these things. And I'm always down to do something creative. So I was like, yeah, let's try. I have no idea what a podcast is, but um, I'll try. And so, yeah, we started on our closet floors. I mean, you guys started podcasting like really before podcasting was cool. I mean, I would even say like, even now podcasting is like still kind of a fringe idea. Like I still have people that go, how do I listen to a podcast? Like have no idea like how they would even listen. But I mean, you guys started a podcast, like almost 30 was born before Apple podcast was a thing. Like you people, you really had to grassroots style 
that experience? What was that like? Cause, okay. Cause I think what people see often, right. They see what it is now and they see, maybe they, they started listening to almost 30, like a couple of years ago when it was already like a big thing. And you guys were already being asked to do all these, you know, these engagements and, you know, it, it was an established podcast at that point, but I want you to talk about the beginning. Like, what was that like? You said you just recorded on your floor. You literally started this business when no one else was really doing this kind of business. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely, definitely grassroots. We started in Krista's closet in her one bedroom apartment in Venice and next to her boyfriend's like smelly shoes, we honestly would record for like 30 minutes and not be able to breathe by the end of it. It was like, so it's like a closet is a closet. Like eventually the oxygen runs out, (laughs) but we knew that is where we were going to get the best acoustics. We were recording on this like $20 recorder from Amazon that I had had from like just singing and things like that. So I was like, we could just start on here. And we did that for seven months. You know, those will never see the light of day. I don't know where that tape is. I'm, yeah, I don't even know. We probably burned it at one point, but you know, that was a formative time because we got to understand one another. We had, we built our chemistry together behind the mic per se. And it really just like fortified our vision. You know, we were able to have conversations with one another, really go there on topics within like the relationship realm, sex, just kind of learnings from our 20s, our spiritual path, our health, our wellness. And so we kind of like dug really, really, really deep. So we knew like where we could potentially go when we really formally started this thing. Um, And then September 16th, September 2016, September 1, 2016, we, um, we launched and were we ready? I don't know. I don't, you know, like I look back and I'm like, absolutely not. Don't listen to those episodes. Um, (laughs) but we had, we had to put it out there, you know, and I think that you have to strike a balance between perfecting something and then, sharing it with the world and allowing it to evolve over time through trial and error, error through feedback from people you love and trust and your community. Um, and just like the nature of like creative evolution, like it will change. And so if you hold it too close to your chest and not share it with anyone until you think it's absolutely perfect, you kind of robbed the thing of becoming something you couldn't even imagine. And I think that's what Almost 30 did. It became something that we couldn't even imagine because we allowed it to like be birthed and to Mm. grow up. It's like a little baby. It becomes a toddler and then it becomes, you know, a teenager. It's, it's something that, um, you know, Krista and I had to trust more so out in the world rather than just kind of safe within the four walls of our closet. And do you think like you guys, obviously, I mean, I don't know Krista that well. I've met her a few times, but I know you really well. And you've always been a very authentic, genuine human being. I know just by listening to the podcast and knowing you over over the years, you've definitely become even more authentic and you are who you are and that's it. But do you think that the podcast really kind of helped you both like tap into just being yourselves all the time? And like, if, I mean, even like, what are some boundaries with that? Cause obviously, you know, you want some privacy and like, how did you create boundaries while still, you know, cause it was, it was your lives you were talking about. 
It still is. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, you know, we've, we've learned over time, still learning to be completely honest. I think in the beginning, there were times where we went too far, where we would maybe talk about something, you know, like growing up and our families and then our family would listen and they're like, what the hell, (laughs) you know? Uh, So I think, I think, you know, we went too far, we made mistakes and we, we had a better understanding over time of the fact that what we do is not quote normal yet. You know, it's not something that most people do, which is share our lives. Um, And so it's been really important for us individually to define what those boundaries are for ourselves. You know, I don't share much about my romantic relationship. I share in doses and I always consult him. Um, He's in a line of work and just naturally very private. So I just want to respect that because it's never worth it to me to share, overshare for Mm -hmm listens or engagement at the expense of a relationship that means a lot to me. It's, it's never, ever worth it. And I honestly don't think that, um, the audience that I want to attract would appreciate that either. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I've had to learn over time and I've also had to get really clear and really good at communicating with people that I love about my line of work you know, about the fact that when I share about experiences and learnings of my own, that it has the potential to liberate someone else. It has the potential to inspire someone else. And that's really powerful. You know, I don't want to have shame around what I do. I don't want to have shame around the fact that part of my job is to be on Instagram, you know, and, um, so I, I've had to really strike a balance and I'm always learning and I'm always willing to take feedback from people that I love. And whether I take it or not is up to me, but I'm, I always want to hear it because sometimes I can be living in my own world where I share a lot and where mm-hmm. I am pretty public. And so I forget that it's very odd for people that are close to me. Yeah. Do you think that that, I mean, I feel like that's a that's a society thing. I feel like there's just a lot of people in the world who are not used to people who, you know, cause we talk about Instagram being the highlight reel. We talk about, you know, oh, well, people don't share their whole lives on Instagram or they don't share their whole lives on this. And I feel like, I mean, I, I feel the same. I, I am who I am. And I, obviously this podcast, I share a lot as well. And it, I think it's, I think it's a society thing a little bit, you know, people are, people, I think also get more triggered. I found with me personally, people get more triggered by the fact that I am kind of an open book. Yes. If they can't be for whatever reason. And I always like, thankfully I'm at a place now where if someone is triggered by something that I do or say, I know that it's not me. And Mm. I also want to pull up and out and really understand possibly what's happening here. Am I sharing in a way that's disrespectful? I got to check myself. I think I've gotten to the point where I'm not, I'm not doing that. So that's usually okay. But then also like I have to, I usually think about like compassionately, like perhaps that person would love to share more. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they don't feel comfortable. Perhaps they don't feel safe, you know, and, and to see me share so comfortably to see you share so easily and freely. It's just like this, this longing f- to be able to do that themselves. And the, 
the frustration with, man, I don't think I can, or I don't know how to, or I'm not confident enough to do that. So, you know, I have a lot of compassion because from my perspective, I feel like a lot of people would want to be more like that, not necessarily publicly, but just in life, just Mm -hmm. share more openly in life. That's a form of healing, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to, to really know your journey and be okay with it. And even the flaws, even like the mistakes you've made, being okay with all of that as part of your growth experience on this planet is it's a, it's healing. I mean, it's a, it's a gift. And I think, I mean, I know I've listened to your podcast on and off since you guys started it and it's, it has evolved in ways that like when you said we didn't even imagine same. I mean, I would listen, I, I started listening to your I mean, back in the day. And then you guys were starting to talk about aliens and you guys were talking about, I mean, past lives. And like, that's where I get, I light up and I love that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I can imagine throughout the years you've had, you guys have had your fair share of haters, you know, or whatever we want to call them, right? People yes. that just didn't agree with what you were doing. And maybe it's what we were just talking about and overshare. Or maybe it's not feeling comfortable to talk about that stuff themselves. Maybe it's a part of them that they don't know yet. I don't know. I mean, whatever it is, right. And, and empathy for all different perspectives, of course. Um, what would you say though to people? Cause you guys, you guys kept moving and I, I saw you guys go through some like very public things. And so you, and you guys kept going and you kept moving and you kept like staying true to that vision. And I know there's people that listen to this podcast. I know there's people that listen to almost 30, follow you on Instagram that are like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to keep going when people tell me not to, I don't know how to keep moving. If I have, you know, naysayers. Yeah. Like what, what are some, some things you've learned in that realm? that you could share? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is just that if you are on mission, you will have naysayers. You will come up against um, some pretty trying times to test you. I put that in quotes because like, I know we hear tests a lot like in manifestation and things like that, but I just think, yeah, it's the natural order of things to be on mission and to be tested. And, um, You know, we've had big and small tests along the way. And I think, you know, we always come back to our North Star, which is our why. And why do we do this? We do this to support people in their evolution. And we want people to feel less alone. We want people to feel like they can be themselves no matter what. We want them to feel like they have permission to continue to get to know themselves and to evolve and to change. And so when we've been tested, we come back to that and we know that any resistance to what we are doing that is coming up usually has something to do with someone else's evolution and path. And so it's like, there's just a bit of friction. Like we were saying before, it's like, you see it, you see people on mission and doing what lights them up and making an impact and staying true to themselves. And it will absolutely trigger something in other people. And you know, what we, what you were speaking to before about us going through some, some stuff, it was really, really hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It nearly broke us. Like it really nearly broke us as just like as, as partners, Krista and I, I mean, we were, we stayed super close throughout, but we were just like, it drained 
us of all the motivation, the inspiration, like it was just really hard. And I feel like we needed to kind of hit that moment in order to be reborn into what we are into this season that we are now. And I think the sheer allowance of all of the feelings that came up, like all of the feelings, all of the shadows that came up, both for us as a a as business partners, for us as individuals, yeah, we didn't rush that. Like so if if anyone listening finds themselves in a season where you are being tested, many tests, one huge test, if you feel like it is absolutely knocking the wind out of you and kind of disorienting you and you don't know which way is up, be here. There is no reason to numb out of it, distract out of it. There is a reason why you are here. And I promise you that like there will be this like form of rebirth out of this disorienting sludge (laughs) that you might find yourself in, but it's going to be really beautiful. And I promise you that if you stick to your why, if you stick to your practices that ground you and make you feel embodied and like you, you will slowly emerge new. And that's what happened with us. And I'm so thankful, you know, like, would we have done some things differently? Absolutely. And there's things that we still stand by and wouldn't do differently, but I'm just grateful for the lessons. I'm grateful for that season that just kind of like purged a lot of shadows for us. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I feel more, I feel more confident in who I am because of that. I was going to say, I mean, you can say, yeah, we would do things differently, but then you think if we had done things differently, would it have ended up where it is? You know, like it's kind of a hard, I know it's kind of like a hard thing to, because who knows, you know, maybe if you guys would have done anything differently, maybe it wouldn't have been the beautiful like rebirth and brought you to where you are today, you know, personally and professionally. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, cause you as like a human, I mean, you went through like an incredible season of like loving the single life and like getting to know Lindsay and getting to re-know Lindsay. And I mean, look at where it got you. I mean, you mm-hmm. are living in this beautiful place in Brooklyn with your man and you know, it's, I'm sure if somebody would have asked you six years ago, Hey, will that be where it is? I mean, I'm sure you would have been like, I don't know. You're probably nuts, you know? I know. No, it's, it's so, so wild, especially with the love thing. I mean, shit, I knew him from, I knew him eight years ago. And so like, if you would have told me seven years ago that I would be with him and we would be building our life together, I'd be like, okay, God, you're, you're joking me because like, I would, I would, I, I remember saying out loud, no, 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 he's not, you know, no, 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 no. But at the time I didn't know myself. I didn't know what Mm -hmm. I deserved. I didn't know what my standards were. I didn't really respect myself to be honest. So to like have someone like him in my life was completely impossible at the time. You know, like it just, it was a total energetic mismatch. And then over that like seven year period of basically being single, like I just slowly walked back to who I really am And, um, you said you didn't, uh, respect yourself. What is that moment like when you realize like, Oh, I got a lot of respect for myself that I didn't have before. What's that moment like? It was usually in the smaller moments of making a choice and being so aware that in the past I had chosen something different. And in the past I had felt something different. 
you know, even for example, something as simple as like going out on a Friday night and normally it would have been a night, right? Like you go out with either your friends or whatever, have a handful of drinks by the end, I'm seeing two of things by the end. I might go home with someone and the other choice, which I began to make during that season was like, Hmm, I know a lot of people are out right now. Kind of want to be out with people. And I know that I felt really shitty many a Saturday morning hungover, Mm -hmm. waking up with someone I'm not super jazzed about and just kind of feeling, feeling a little like shameful about it. Like, can I make a different choice tonight? And so I would like stay home, do my, my solo dates by myself, cook myself dinner, watch a rad movie that I loved. And while there was a hump I had to get over, there was definitely like a FOMO hump in the beginning of the night. And then I settled in. I'm like, oh man, like I respect myself enough to choose what's going to make me feel really good, really clear, really satisfied, really all the things that I wanted to feel. And Mm -hmm. I think just like a habit, it just takes practice, you know? And then after a while, you're like, you're like, yeah, I will always choose me. Like I'm going to choose to respect me because people who love me want that for me too. It's so interesting that you say that because alcohol was a big one for me too. When I realized like, oh, I don't need that. And I, I rarely drink anymore. I mean, you, it's, it's shocking when people are like, Oh, you're having a drink. Like everyone just always assumes that I'm on like some cleanse or something. (laughs) I'm like, no, I (laughs) I just don't like the way I feel, you know, like it never, I've never had alcohol. And then the next day felt awesome about that choice. Like, sure. It was delicious in the moment. And like, don't get me wrong. Your girl Mm -hmm. loves really good tequila and I'll always like try it. But I had a moment a few years ago where I was like, I just don't need it. And I'm, I'm better without it. And like, those were the first moments that I realized I really did respect myself. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with Breezy uh, a couple of weeks ago and she goes, you know, I hear these stories about past relationships you've been in, whether it be with Owen's dad or your ex-husband. And I hear these stories about how you were treated and like nothing against these men. I'm still very close to Owen's dad. We are very close. He is, he's in an incredible relationship and I'm so happy for him. And there were moments of our relationship that was a train wreck and we were not good in those ways together. And she said to me, she goes, it's, it's crazy to hear you talk about these things that used to, you used to allow to happen to you because you wouldn't let anyone treat you like that now. Like no one would get to treat you like that now. And she said that and I went, wow, you're right. Yeah. I wouldn't let anyone treat me like anybody, friend, like fiance, anybody. And when you, I think when we have those moments in our life where we go, look at me, look at me just really growing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's so huge. And I think that's a really good practice for people. You know, if you're feeling like you're in a season where you're like, oh, just, I, I want to get ahead or I want to find the person or I want to, you know, whatever your goal is, it's like, take a moment and think about yourself either a year ago, maybe three years ago, five years ago, and just take a moment to like really relish in the growth. Mm -hmm. Because imagine what could happen in the next six months, because you've already evolved so much and you're always growing and learning and accelerating that growth exponentially. Like 
imagine. So, you know, I often look back, I'm like, dang, a year ago. Oh my goodness. And like five years ago. Wow. And I think the relationship thing that you just mentioned, that example is so powerful. Like what we, what, what we allow, what we settle for, you know, and I could look at other areas of my life that it affected and or mirrored. It's like I was settling for, you know, guys that really didn't treat me great or just didn't respect me that much. Mm-hmm. And then what was I eating at that time? How much was I drinking at that time? You yeah. know, it's just all for me so connected. Oh, so connected. I mean, and even I w- I'll even say, has it also now translated over to the way that you do business? Yes. I mean, oh, I can, I can just imagine. I mean, had you ever built like a business like this before? almost 30 or was this really like the first like big business you've built? Yeah, this was the first big business. I mean, I, I guess I was like, and just like you kind of like my own, my own business as like an actress, singer, dancer, all the things, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, you would have to market yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, invest in yourself and Mm -hmm. do all of those things. But I think the catch or the difference here is that I'm no longer like waiting to be chosen. And that feels really, really good. Um, literally, I have so much respect for actresses and actors and and all performers who are auditioning every single day. It's something that I will always have a love for. But I think I got to the the point where I was pushing for something that I don't think was in complete alignment with what I have to offer in this lifetime. Yeah. And so, you know, almost 30 started out as a podcast and now has grown into a business where a business umbrella of events and courses and a membership and a community. And, um, I could have never imagined that. Did I know how to do it? Absolutely not. Did Krista know how to do some stuff? Yes. Did she know how to do other things? No. Like we really worked together. We pooled our resources, our experience and bootstrapped it. You know, we were working our full-time jobs for two and a half years before quitting and making it full-time. So it wasn't like we started to make money right away. And I know a lot of people out there are um, balancing a side hustle and their full-time job. Um, and I think it's I think it's really important to keep that full-time job, keep that salary coming in or whatever that looks like for you because if we put too much pressure on almost 30, this baby that was just born into the world, like we would have crushed her if we would have put pressure on her to make money right away. Mm -hmm. So we just let her be who she wanted to be and evolve and talk to us and tell us what she wanted to do. And then eventually it made sense to start to monetize. And thankfully we started at the right time and just were really clear with our why. And so the right partners started to come in. You guys are huge law of attraction people. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Krista, that was one of the first spiritual books she read was The Secret. <laughs> That's one of the, it's literally one of the, but didn't you, did you guys interview her? The author of The Secret? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't you. Actually. No, you know what? It was on School of Greatness. I listened to the mm. interview that she did on School of Greatness. That's what it was. Yeah. She's amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's profound. You know, I, I feel like for that to be the gateway for people's like, you know, foray into what their spirituality is going to be or what their, yeah, just kind of life experience on the other plane is going to be. I think that's such a perfect, perfect door to walk Mm -hmm. through. It's so funny. You guys, obviously you called your podcast almost 30. Have you guys like, has that ever, now that you're 
both like well into your thirties. I was, I was actually telling my producer this before you got on. I was like, we're all, I mean, her and I are the same age. Like we're not like almost 30 by any stretch of the imagination anymore. I feel like I'm almost no. 40 at this point. <laughs> like, have you guys ever, how is that? I mean, with the podcast, like how has that evolved? Did you guys ever like consider like, I know you guys have done a couple rebrands. Did you ever consider like, should we change the name of this podcast or like, how has that maintained over the years? Yeah. I mean, we didn't really think that this would be a thing, you know, when we yeah. did the show, we were like, well, sure. That's what we are now. And so, you know, now it's really one, it's, it's super catchy. And I think by catchy, I mean, a lot of people are going through so much when they're almost 30, they're going through their Saturn return, astrologically speaking. And so it's a time when you're presented with like experiences and life events that really make you look at what's working and what's not. And you have to kind of get serious about your life in, in a lot of ways. And so we kind of take that almost 30 idea and just think of it as like, everyone's going through some sort of transition, whether you are transitioning out or into a job, or maybe you are, you just broke up with, you know, your husband or wife and, you know, you haven't been single for 10 years and you're kind of transitioning into this new season or maybe a death or it's just everyone is going through some sort of transition. And so we just wanted to be able to support people through that. And now it's really become this, this community and mission where we help people support people in their evolution, wherever they are, you know, mm -hmm. like you can be well-versed in your galactic family lineage or just reading the secret for the first time, like truly wherever you are in that, in that journey, like we're here to meet you. And yeah, because it's been so healing for Kristen and I. So we know that the intention behind what we do is, is really rooted in truth. And, um, yeah, it's been just so beautiful to see like real life examples of impact that it's mm -hmm. had. And, and last thing I'll say is just like, it's not about Kristen and I, you know, it started with right. us, but it's really not about us. Like we're here to be the way showers through these conversations. So here's a conversation on this, um, like kind of present a buffet to people and they take what they need and what lands and resonates and leave what doesn't. It's funny though, that you say like, it's not about Kristen and I, but I mean, you guys through this podcast, you guys have been given lots of really awesome opportunities that, I mean, would, I mean, you might, you might've had them had you not started almost 30, but how cool, like when you talk about, when we talk about law of attraction, when we talk about really just getting really clear with your, with your mission, I mean, the things and the people, like things you've gotten to do, the experiences you both have had, the people you've gotten to interview and get to know through this journey of your podcast and their, like your huge business. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I remember I listened to your guys' episodes about like going down to South America and like doing plant medicine and, you know, things that you had said, like, I never thought that would be something I would do. And, you know, and then you go and you do those things. And I don't know, it's just, I think I, I commend you both on being able to kind of stay to your mission and really allow those things to happen for you. Cause it's clear it, it was all bringing you to where you're at. Oh yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel so lucky in that sense. And I'll also say that 
the timing has always been perfect with everything that's come in, whether it's a big, big name guest that we've always wanted to have on, like, or an opportunity like being able to do plant medicine or what have you. And I just feel like we've gotten a lot of no's. We've gotten a lot of like not right time answers. And um, then it's always come around to be the right time for every single thing that we've ever done. And so anytime we want to rush things, anytime we're pushing too hard for something and it's not happening, we know like we got to lean into like the faith a little bit more and like trust the timing Mm -hmm. a little bit more because it's always worked out that way. Always, always, always. It's almost annoying to say that, but it's really true. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit because I know there's people out there that try to force timing and lean in. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Like we're, we're impatient as humans. We're on, we're on our devices and Instagram scrolling and we see all the things that we want to be doing, owning, achieving, and we just wanted to do it already, you know? And, um, I totally get it. I totally get the impatience, but I think for me, impatience is a really important emotion to explore because, you know, for me, it like, where am I not having faith in something much bigger than me? I believe in God. So I'm like, okay, where am I just kind of like forgetting that like, Hey, (laughs) I can talk to God and I can trust in God and I can, I can truly lean into his plan. Impatience tells me where I am not honoring my own God-given gifts, Mm. you know, like oftentimes impatience looks like me saying, well, I still have to learn how to do that. Or I have to, um, I have to do these five steps before I get there. Like I I'm, I'm very much this person that has always placed this gap between me and the thing I want. Oftentimes, like I just have to sit and reevaluate and be like, wait, was I told it had to be done this way? Was I told at some point and I believed that it had to be done this way. And have I ever done anything that was kind of off the beaten path and done in a different way. Yes. Okay. So could I do that again? Yes, I think so. And so it like impatience just wakes me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I'm aware, if I'm like, Ooh, I'm impatient, what is happening here? What's, what's this telling me? Um, so I think that's a really important emotion to, to just explore a bit more. And I also think that oftentimes like this impatience with time, forces us to skip steps that are seemingly not important, but they're really important. Oh yeah. You know? And so I just don't want, I don't want for myself or anyone else to want to rush through a season of their life in order to get to the marriage, the house, the, the million dollars a year, the promotion and really miss like a moment or a lesson or a relationship or something that just really shows you what life is all about. Yeah. Like those moments that like taught you how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And even just like a beautiful moment, like sometimes we're Mm -hmm. so head down that we miss a butterfly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, metaphorical butterfly, but like, it's just like, I don't know. I I feel like because we want to get there so fast, we miss these really beautiful moments of life. Maybe they teach us something, maybe they don't, or maybe they just remind us that life is really fucking amazing. 
Yeah. Beautiful. I was listening to this episode on, um, it's a podcast called Let's Get Metaphysical. Have you heard of it? Mm, I think so. Yeah. It's, um, I was listening to an episode and she was talking about, this just kind of made me think of that. This is very off topic, kind of, I guess not. Anyway, um, she was talking about how there's people that will do plant medicine, different types of plant medicine a lot. And she's like, basically what plant medicine does is it takes you from like, if you're in second grade, you do plant medicine, you're all of a sudden in high school and you're mm. getting to see what high school is all about. And you're getting to see what they do and how they act and what you'll look like in high school. And she goes, but then you, you come out of it. And then a lot of people will just want to go back there because high school was cool. And you know, you had more freedom and you got to do more. She said, but you got to come back and you got to know what third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth grade looked like also, because otherwise you won't have the lessons that you need in order to sustain life as a high schooler. Mm-hmm. And that just reminded me of yeah. what you said. I mean, and we've all done it. Yeah, I, I mean, it. if you're listening out there and you're like, oh, wow, they really have my number. Like we have our own number right now because I am notoriously one of the most impatient people. And if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it now and it's going to happen now. And that's a lesson I've had to learn sometimes the hard way over the last few years, especially is yeah. not everything. Some things, yes, some things you're going to get and it's going to be natural and it's going to be a perfect kismet law of attraction. And it's going to happen exactly the way that it you think it should. And then other times you're going to be forced to learn the lesson first. And you got to, mm-hmm. I think it's just about having patience with it, no matter what it looks like. Oh yeah. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, I love the, the, the plant medicine metaphor. And I, I feel like, you know, I've done plant medicine once, ayahuasca once, and I've done mushrooms a handful of times, but anytime that I do plant medicine, I've been shown that the tiniest moments, the most simple moments in your life hold like, hold what life is all about, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. and so we can focus on these huge goals and I, no shame, no, no judgment focusing on these huge goals. Cause I have them. And, um, you know, when, when you're kind of there at your life review, those might not make the cut and it's weird. <laughs> it's weird because you think that they're going to, yeah. how could they not? Yeah. How could they not? And, um, yeah. Yeah. What will make the cut is like waking up and giving like, I want a big old hug every morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like those moments that really do make, that do make the cut, not to, not to downplay any huge goals, big wins, successes, impacts in the world, but just don't discount, discount those little moments too. Yeah. I mean, even the ones that are heartbreaking. I mean, I think about like some of the moments me and my family have had over the last seven months since dad died. And, you know, some of them were the most heartbreaking moments, but I wouldn't trade them for anything. And I know that there's a lesson in there and I know that it's all part of the plan. And I find that I move smoother through this transition of my life when I don't try to fight it, Mm -hmm. which is hard when it's death. You know, know. it's hard when it's anything. It's hard when it's death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can't imagine I haven't had, I haven't not lost a parent yet and yeah, I just can't really wrap my mind or heart around it. But yeah, I think you're right. You know, that that full on 
permission to be with everything, mm-hmm. you know, the highs, the lows, the anger, the sadness, everything. Yeah. You know, and to be able to hold space for your family too, to do that as well, or to model that I think is so profound as well. Yeah. It's just been really cool to watch you guys go through all of these moments that you've had over the years, but like in a public way. And, you know, you had said something a couple, I think it was like, I don't know, it was a couple months ago. It's like right before, or it was right after you moved back to New York and on Instagram, you were like, I will not be showing a tour of my house because this is something that I just have a boundary with. And so I really love it kind of just like kind of calm. That's like the perfect example of what you've been saying. Like you have really created this amazing podcast that, I mean, like I said, it was a big reason why I started a podcast. It was also the reason why I didn't start a podcast until I could like pay a producer because I watched you guys do what you did. And I was like, I just don't, I could, I don't have any interest in editing, you know, like, <laughs> no in that. So I'm going to wait. Um, but you guys really have, you guys have like really inspired a generation and I hope that you know that like the impact that you guys have had is has been profound on even people that you don't even necessarily think about, you know? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I really, really appreciate that. I want to know, I'm sure you have a ton, but give me like one of your favorite interviews you've ever done. We have an interview coming out. It's not out yet, but it's coming out in like two weeks, I think. Um, so probably be out by the time this comes out. Um, Dr. Zach Bush was on the podcast wow. and that was a big one for Krista and I, in the sense that I remember probably a year ago, I found Dr. Zach on Instagram, my friend had shared something that he had posted. And, um, I remember saying to Krista, I'm like, if we are able to get Dr. Zach on the show, like, I think I'm good. Like, I think I can (laughs) retire. Like, this is like everything for me. And, um, just wait, this, this episode is, he is doing the Lord's work in more ways than one, whether you're religious or not, this, this man is here on earth right now for a very specific, beautiful, otherworldly reason. And, um, yeah, I just, I think high level, he is speaking to our current disconnection with the earth and what is alive, you know? And it started within the last century that we have been sterilizing our soil and our food and everything and plucking ourselves out of nature, which is what made Mm -hmm. us and what we are made of. And it's, it's this really powerful science backed conversation that I'm excited to share with people. It's not political. It's not like, just speaking to one side, this is, this is a human issue and it's, um, yeah, I'm excited for his work to reach more people. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Isn't that crazy? You guys have been going for so long and now you're like, however many years in one of your favorite episodes is, has finally like come to fruition. I mean, I have so many, like we have almost, oh, I know you guys have had so episodes. many good episodes. Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur out there, which I know a lot of you are, 
go listen to our episode. I think we did two actually with Susie Batiz. Mm-hmm. I think Susie is like just one of those 360 degree humans. When she shows up, she is all of herself always. She follows her gut, her intuition always and has built a billion dollar company. So mm-hmm. that was I, one of hers was one of my favorites. And then you guys did one with, um, I don't remember his name, but he's like, he's the, the medium. Oh, Tim Braun. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's the best. That was a Tim great episode. Best. Yeah. That was on, um, on grief and death and, mm-hmm. um, such a comforting affirming. Yeah. Really, really comforting episode. And that was even before my dad died. Mm. So, um, so I want to know, I'm going to ask you one more question. What, uh, what's like your five-year goal? Mm. It doesn't have to be like huge, but if you have a couple things. Yeah. I, um, my five-year goal, I want to be making music full-time and by full-time, I mean like if I'm still doing the podcast, which I'm sure we will be, it will be alongside that. And just something that I'm doing all the time consistently. Can't wait to be like performing in person again. I hope that's a part of my usual rotation. I want to have a family, kids. I'll be married. I want to have uh, a place to call home in the city and out of the city. I'm just really going there. I'm really taking it far. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm a manifesting generator in human design and, um, a mark, one of the marks of an MG is that I will, I will have many, many different interests and perhaps careers in my life and things that I do and share with the world. And so I just want to continue to allow myself to change and evolve and share those things and not feel like I have to just like be or stick to one thing. So. I feel like there will be a retirement of some sorts in there with a start of something new in there and so on and so forth. Um, I'm an MG too. And I feel that on so many. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that on so many levels. Everybody always, I always used to be the one that like couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I said, well, maybe it's not that I can't figure out what I want to do. Maybe it's that I want to do a lot of things and I don't need to put myself in a box. A hundred percent. You are such an MG. Duh. I knew that. I should have known that. And it's so cool. I feel like we are here to show people what's possible in that way. Yeah. I mean, so many, I mean, but you know, I think it's just, it's just undoing what society taught us because, you know, for so long it's been, you must do this. And once you do this, that must be what you do forever. And then you retire and then you die. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just takes people like us to show like, you don't have to live like that. hundred percent. Uh, well, I love that five-year goal. You guys think you'll stay in the, in New York? For now, yeah. I mean, who who knows? But like I said, I'm, I, I would love a place. I would love like a farm. I would love to be like mm. kind of in the middle of nature, have a little small town nearby, have some animals, grow yeah. my own food, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little, little house on the prairie And dress. then have our apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and then have your, your loft in Manhattan. <laughs> I'm really going for it, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I feel like I'm supposed to be in New York right now for more than one reason. Obviously he and I together and it's been the best beyond, but also with what's, I don't know, with what's happening in the world and just the shifts and changes. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm meant to be in this place for some reason. 
you know. Yeah. TBD, I guess, on what some of those TBD. reasons are. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So tell us, you can listen to Almost 30 anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's literally one of the top rated podcasts on the internet right now. Um, oh. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And your Instagram is... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you can... You can listen everywhere. And then uh, we're on Instagram at almost 30 podcast. I'm at Lindsay Simsick. Feel free to DM me. And we'll um, put them all in the show notes. I'll we'll put yeah, all this. Go to almost, almost 30.com. And you guys have memberships and all that stuff, right? Like people can become like very involved in your community. Yeah. Yeah. You can become as involved as you want or not. And, uh, yeah, the membership is just kind of that like next step, um, to be in community and, and, to support one another. And we're in there very intimately. Um, we open for enrollment twice a year. So we just closed for enrollment for 2021, but we'll open back up in 2022. Um, but we have courses and programs and yeah, check it out. Almost30.com. Cool. Uh, we're going to play a game and then you you get to go. Uh, the game is called Quick Fire. We end every episode like this. So you get one minute. I'm going to ask you as many questions as possible. And you just give me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Favorite color? Blue. Best book you've ever written? Written? Red. Red. (laughs) I was like, did I write a book? (laughs) Um, Best book I've ever read, Meet Your Soul by Elisa Romeo. Uh, If you're getting on a plane right now, where are you going? Portugal. Would you rather see a sunrise or a sunset? Sunrise. Best restaurant in New York City? Pasquale Jones. Best restaurant in Los Angeles? I love me a scopa. Mm. (laughs) Would you rather go on a private plane or a private yacht? Yacht. And if you're going to a deserted island and you can take three things with you, what are they? My honey, athletic greens, and, and um, a notebook with a pencil. I love it. That was good. It's really good. <laughs> uh, friend, I love you so much. You're just such a love gem you. and I just really appreciate you. And thank you for being such a source of inf- inspiration for this podcast over the last year. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. This this is so rad. And um, yeah, I feel like whatever you touch is from your heart and just is so so mission oriented. And I really, really respect that. But thank you for having me. It's an honor. Love you. Lindsay is such a gem. I have known her for so long and I just knew that I wanted her on this podcast. And I really hope that you love that episode. I think what it really showed more than anything is that you, we only see one part of someone's journey. Maybe you see a couple parts of someone's journey, but You know, I remember when she started almost 30 and she's not kidding. Like I used to hear stories about them filming in a closet and just to see how far it's come. You know, they have over 30 million downloads. They've really built it into something so much more than a podcast. It's an entire community. It's a movement. And she's just one of the realest people I know. So I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. Y'all, two words, almond cow. If you haven't heard of it, where have you been? It's all over Instagram. It is the at-home nut milk maker that literally you press a button, easy cleanup. It takes two minutes and you have your own homemade nut milk. You can literally put any nut you want in there. It will just blend it right up. And there's no added ingredients, obviously, because you make it yourself. We are obsessed with ours. We use it every single day. 
And if you want one, you can use my code. There's an affiliate link in our show notes, or you can go to Almond Cow's website and then use Danielle 15 at checkout. That's Danielle 15. Enjoy. As always, we want to thank you so much for joining us. We want to thank you for your continued support. Please share this episode with someone who you think it would resonate with. If you found this podcast from Lindsay, welcome to On The Daily. You're in the family now. And I hope that you go back and you listen to some other episodes because we've had quite a few. We've been going since January of this year and we're having a blast. Uh, Please follow the podcast at On The Daily Pod on Instagram. You can follow me at Danielle underscore On The Daily. And you can listen to this podcast anywhere that podcasts are available. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you want, please go and listen and share and subscribe. Give us a rating, write us a review, all of the things. Uh, We'll be back on Friday for a solo episode. As usual, we have interviews on Tuesday, Unplugged With Me on Friday. And I'm just so excited for you to hear them. I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are. And we'll see you soon.